0: Hello, my name is Jean-Louis Baudoin, and I am the co-creator of a workshop called Jazz and the Art of Collaboration. We created that with Aline Franfort, my partner, a few years ago, and uh, I am particularly suited to talk about jazz because I am a jazz musician, and I go back a long way into the jazz story and practice. It all started in 1949. I was 14 at the time, so guess how old I am today. <laughs> uh, the uh, gift I received from my uncle for my birthday was a record by a saxophone player from America called Charlie Parker. And Charlie Parker was a saxophone player who played saxophone like nobody had played before. And he was involved in a movement with a few others like Dizzy Gillespie, Tillonis Monk, and others, called bebop. Bebop was a new style, a new way of looking at music, of playing it, of harmonizing creative rhythms, showing how reactive, progressive, and creative jazz was. I was fortunate enough to live in a city called Liège in Belgium, and Liège at the time was the capital of jazz, not only of Belgium, but of Europe involved a number of good musicians who became world famous like Bobby Jaspar, like René Thomas, like Jacques Belzea. And through my uncle, I knew all these guys and went to jam sessions and watched them play and became quite friendly. And one day, I remember René Thomas told me, you know, you should play the bongos because Afro-Cuban jazz is fun and we don't have any bongo player around. So why don't you play the bongos? So I bought some bongos and started playing and had a radio broadcast then, which was fun. And we uh, went on from there to drums. And I played drums for a while. And one day I was in a gig and the bass player didn't show up. He was sick. And the piano player told me, Jean-Louis, pick up the bass and play the bass. And I said, well, I can't play the bass. And he said, well, don't worry. Uh, Pull the strings and you know, see what happens. So I plugged the strings. And uh, apparently it went well because uh, nobody complained. So, during my law studies at the University of Liège, I had five years of a lot of free time to study the instrument, practice it and play in local clubs and jam sessions and orchestras and became a rather good bass player and played with uh, top-notch musicians in festivals like La Latour, which was world famous in the 60s and had a good time doing that. What happened then is, as I grew up and became a little bit more conscious of processes and ways things were going, and my studies also helped me, I realized that uh, jazz was a form of miracle of human relations. Jazz meant that people who've never met before, who belong to the category of jazz musicians, can get together having never played together, and can play in a very constructive, fun, and interesting way, although they have not rehearsed, they have not played together before. and That really was impressive. It probably influenced my life a lot, until up today, because what the workshop does is reproduce exactly what happens in a jazz orchestra. It's what I call instant inclusion. You go anywhere in the world. You're a musician. You go to a jazz club and you say, hello, I'm a whatever, trumpet player, saxophone player, bass player from Belgium. May I sit in with you guys and play? And they usually say, oh, yes. And ask you, the guest, what would you like to play? So you say, let's say, uh, Autumn Leaves, very famous tune, and one, two, three, four, and there you are. You're playing together you don't even know their name and it works so it's really impressive as a process of operation process of sharing process of creation process of respect process of fun two examples that i personally lived one day i was in madrid for my work and uh, i heard there was a jazz club called the whiskey jazz club owned, funnily enough, by the name of Jean-Pierre Bourbon, whiskey company. And uh, I went there and sat in, sat in with the Spanish musicians. And the next day, they took me out and they helped me visit Madrid the way a Madrid person would do, not tourists. And another time, I was in Hanoi, and Greg Uben, the trumpet player, had told me that there was a jazz club in Hanoi called Bin Min, and I went there and said, you know, I'm a friend of Greg Hubin, he had played there. I'm a bass player, may I sit in with you guys? And he said, oh yes, sure, of course. And we played, and I didn't even know the name. We found out just after that who we were, and they took me out the next day to, to visit Hanoi and discover real Vietnamese food, street food, and it was wonderful. So jazz is a wonderful traveling companion, an encounter companion, and friendship generator. Why did we invent the Jazz and Collaboration workshop? Because jazz seemed to us a better adapted metaphor of the times we're going through now, as opposed to the pyramid metaphor that was used before. The parent metaphor is an organization with somebody at the top. It's like what the people used to call the symphony orchestra, like Herbert von Karajan at the top, choosing the repertoire, choosing the tempos, choosing everything, and imposing his will to between 100 and 120 people who were reading scores, pre-written scores, turning pages, and having nothing to say about anything. The same was true with companies like General Electric, for instance, where a man like was the Herbert von Karajan of industry and General Electric was the Berlin Philharmonica. Jack Wells made a lot of money for the shareholders, but that was probably it. So, the metaphor of jazz enabled us to move from the pyramid and the silos to the combo of jazz, which is a combination of musicians who have decided to play together around not a leader, but someone who is even better and recognized as a master and attracts young talent to play with him in a small group. The pyramid is therefore abandoned, the pyramid being characterized by command and control, as we saw, and the combo being characterized by focus and freedom. And I may want to go a little bit more deep, deeply in the notion of focus and freedom. There are four elements that are important to consider when you talk about jazz and the jazz metaphor. The four elements are the following. First of all, it's a mastery. Mastery of the instrument. The second is the focus. The third is creativity and freedom. And the fourth is the playing together. I may, I'd like to go into more details for each point. First of all, the mastery. The mastery, of course, if you are not a master of your instrument and of music reading, you have nothing to do in a jazz combo. So forget it. So that the technique is no longer an obstacle, but a source of freedom and of liberty. Mastery is key to a relaxed approach to producing, performing, and making things happen. The second which I want to talk about is focus. And focus takes many shapes. Focus is maybe on the sound of the group. How are we going to sound different, original, interesting? The focus may be on the repertoire. How are we going to identify ourselves with a certain type of composition, a certain type of sound? The focus may be on the number or the tune we're going to play next. And the focus may be on the tempo, the key, the rhythm, and the difference between the tempo and the rhythm is interesting. Tempo is uh, the speed at, the, at which you're going to play a number. One, two, three, four, or one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. That's tempo. Rhythm is the style of rhythm. Are we going to play, let's say, a famous tune called Autumn Leaves? da 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 da. Are we going to play it in G minor? In E flat? Let's all agree on the key, let's agree on a tempo, and let's agree on a rhythm. So, example. That's the tempo. And we decide to do the introduction in Afro-Cuban. You see the difference. So all these elements are elements on which to focus on. Focus, very important. The third element is freedom. Now, what is freedom? Freedom is the liberty you have within well-identified constraints. And the constraints, we just talked about some of them. The key, the tempo, the rhythm. Another constraint may be the audience. Are we playing for people who know or amateurs, etc., etc.? Freedom is something that makes things possible. It's just freedom is not chaos. Freedom is organized liberty within well identified constraints. And then, when you have that freedom, you can play well and actively and precisely without taking any risks of being outside of the limits. The last element is the playing. Playing together is involves many things. First of all, the playing together means that you are serving a whole. W-H-O-L-E. We're not talking about golf here. Serving the whole means that you are at the service of the orchestra, of the sound, of the etc. Serving the whole, you have to be exactly aware of what's happening, you have to be Bringing your whole self to the scene, your best self, your generosity, your friendship, your authenticity, and the trust you can develop for others on you. There's nothing worse in a band than people competing to be the star. I was in groups like that, and it's really difficult. We lived that in C.V. when we were with Eric Lenini playing in the trio. And we were a very good trio. And then came an American trio who asked if they could play a tune. And they were competing. The bass player was trying to be better than the drummer, who was trying to overtake everything and be better than the, both the pianist and the drum. It was horrible. So, bringing playing together is really key. And the, the only way to play together is to trust, to respect to listen carefully, to bring ways of making the others shine. And moreover, in a combo, you always have a piece of stardom because you solo at one time and your solo is your moment of glory. So that's exactly what jazz can do for you, is a, a new way of working together in total respect, in fun, which is also a dimension which is important and rarely found in companies. And believe it or not, it works. And it has worked for years, because over 30 years ago, people like Ricardo Semler in Brazil, for instance, had invented a sort of liberated company and invented the concept of industrial democracy. The origin of the liberated company, which is so popular now, and illustrated in the book by this young Belgian and another guy in California by the name of Chris Rufer, had invented the self-management concept in the company everybody was his own boss there were no titles there were no no special privileges everybody had the right to sign a check for a useful tool for the exercise of their job so Now we're rediscovering things that existed a long time ago, and it worked. People are still doubting because command and control is still a very strong principle of management. And to tell you how striking and shocking the Chris Ruffer was at the time, a guru of management by the name of Gary Hamel wrote an article in the Business Review of the Harvard University, which is not a fun club, as you know, and he wrote a book called, an article rather, called Let's Fire All Managers, which raised a few eyebrows. So, that's what I have to say about our workshop. The workshop, Jazz in Collaboration, enables to jam together, have fun together, and we've practiced it in many companies so far. And we got wonderful results and smiles on faces, which is important. I remember one, one case, we were working with a huge group of uh, 50 people working on 14 projects. And uh, we were talking about jazz and everybody was listening carefully. And one guy was smiling all the time. So at question time, I asked him, says sir." Why are you smiling so much? He said, because what you're telling us is so wonderful, and it's such an ideal. And I said, well, are you working on a project? He said, yes. What kind of project is that? What's the name of the project? He said, well, it's Project 85-92-4. And I said, gee, that's exciting. You know, you wake up in the morning and you say, I'm working on project so-and-so, so-and-so. And what's the project about? And he said, well, we have invited a tile which is going to disassified rain. She said, well, it's great. You know, it's wonderful. Why don't you call it thinking in the rain? I'm thinking in the rain. And he's laughing. Everybody laughed. Do you like that? He said, yes, I do. He said, do you need a drummer? And he said, yes, I'd like to have him. Why? Because he keeps time. He's good at delays. He's good at you know, working weeks and so forth. Fine, would you like a bass player? I said, yes, I'd like him, why? Because he sends good vibes. Okay, fine, do you need a piano player? And in 15 minutes, he had a team of quote-unquote metaphorical musicians, all smiling and all looking forward to jamming together. That's what it's all about.